Six SEO content writing tips for 2024 with Mini Maruri. The InSearch SEO podcast is brought to you by SimilarWeb, helping you build better SEO strategies with digital intelligence, insights, and data. Hey, it's David. What are some of the key SEO content writing tips for 2024? That's what we're covering today with an SEO content writing expert who turns ideas into SEO-friendly content that aligns with a brand and resonates with their audience. She's one of the duo behind Witty Content Writers, a full-service content writing service for SaaS brands. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, Minnie Maruri. Thank you so much for having me here. Hey, Minnie, thanks so much for joining. Well, you can find Minnie over at wittycontentwriters.com. That's a very witty domain name. How did you come up with that brand name, Witty? Mini. We are witty. Uh, we love creating content. We are clever. And uh, whenever we handle content, it turns out to be exactly what, what was required. Okay, superb stuff. Well, today you're sharing six SEO content writing tips for 2024. So that starts off with number one, develop a content strategy first. Before creating any content, it is important to clearly understand your target audience and to know exactly what they're looking for in order to create content that is both relevant and engaging. I'll give a quick example. Let's say you run a blog about healthy eating. Your target audience are people who are interested in learning more about healthy eating and they want to get answers about what it is, how it is done. So having a content strategy in place, it will help you address to your audience's questions and needs. When you're doing your content strategy, you need to understand who your target audience is. You know what questions they have, what kind of content they're looking for, and what questions they need answered. And when you're creating your content, you, you need to write content that fits into your funnel. Like, I'll give a good example. When you're writing a blog about how to ride a bicycle, and let's say you're, you're targeting that person, that person should know, already knows what a bicycle is, and they're looking for steps on, or a guideline on how to ride a bicycle. When you give them content that defines what a bicycle is, definitely you're not addressing their needs. And when you do a content strategy, way before you start creating content, you're able to come up keywords that resonates with your target audience. So what exactly happens when you create content without a content strategy? Your content lacks consistency in messaging and tone. You're not able to address your audience's needs and interests. Then it becomes very challenging for you to measure the impact of your content efforts. And last, lastly, you're, you aren't able to establish yourself as an authority in your niche. So what should you do when you're creating a content strategy? First of all, you need to understand who your audience are. What are they looking for? What are their needs? Then you need to come up with a content calendar outlining topics that are, are, are aligned with your audience's needs and interests. Then you need to develop a consistent tone across all content channels to maintain your brand identity. Then you need to 
come up with KPIs such as engagement rates, conversion rates, and traffic to assess the, uh, your content effect effectiveness. In short, having a content strategy in place will help you create content that resonates with your target audience. It will help you establish yourself as an authority in your niche. It will help you come up with KPIs that will help you gauge your content effect effectiveness. And at the end of the day, when you have a content strategy in place before creating your content, you'll be able to get more traffic, conversions, and get customer loyalty. Wow. I thought that you shared how to create a content strategy in about two minutes there. So a, a lot of different nuggets that you shared. A couple of words that you highlighted and emphasized a couple of times audience and needs. So I'd just like to ask a follow-up question, and that is, um, how do you go about finding your audience? You know, What tools do you use to find your audience? And then how do you go about establishing their specific need as well? One, uh, when you're trying to find out about your audience needs, you go where your audience hang around. When you go where your audience hang around, you get to see what their conversations are, what their concerns are, what questions they are asking. And from that, you exactly know what your audience require from you. Okay, superb. Okay, so it's a case of um, not relying on an individual tool, but um, establishing what kind of sites and platforms they interact on and seeing what they're saying on and establishing their needs based upon what they're saying on those sites. Yes, yes. I'll give you a good example. I recently worked with a health and wellness coach. She had all these ideas in her head. She wanted to sell all her ideas. But the first thing we did is establish where the audience were. So we, oh, we used Facebook as a, a good platform to, uh, to find uh, her audience. We joined groups where people were trying to lose weight, trying to get healthy. And then we like researched, uh, tried to find what they were looking for, what answers were the, uh, the, they were trying to find. And from that, I advised her to do like an ebook where she can compile like everything and sell it as a digital product. It worked really well. She sold over 60 copies in the first month and it was awesome. So the first thing, when you understand who your audience are, what their needs are, it becomes very easy to target them and to reach them where you're able to communicate with them. Brilliant. And tip, tip number two is stop creating unhelpful content. So what is unhelpful content? Unhelpful content is content that does not address the needs of your audience. And content being ranking factor that is used by many such engines to rank content, having unhelpful content will greatly have an impact on your ranking or on your rankings. Uh, having con helpful content on your website will help you increase your trust and authority. It will also increase your engagement. It will also improve your visibility on the SAPs. Google has been working towards uh, eradicating unhelpful content. We have seen different algorithms that have been released to control unhelpful content. What Google wants is to improve the search uh, results quality. It wants to fight spam and low quality content from, from the subs. It wants to enhance user experience and also promote uh, authoritative content. So how do we create helpful content? One, we need to write for our audience. We need to target their needs to answer their questions. 
The other thing, we need to provide value and in-depth information. Then the next thing, we need to be straightforward and solve our audience's problems. Then we need to structure our content in a way that is digestible. We need to use headlines, subheadings. In general, our, our content should be digestible by users. And then we should make our content memorable. At the end of the day, we should use a specific tone style that our audience can relate with. And in terms of um, how Google actually determines that a piece of content is likely to be unhelpful, you mentioned user experience there. Is it uh, simply user signals, users spending less time and clicking back onto the SERP um, quite quickly after clicking on a result that determines that that piece of content is likely to be unhelpful? At the end of the day, Google wants when a user searches for a term or a, or, or, a, or, or their query on, on Google, they want those users to find answers for what they're looking for. And if your content cannot answer those questions, you will never make it on the, on the top. Sure. That's the thing. You need to answer or to satisfy the searcher's intent. And tip number two is analyze your competition when doing your research. Yes. You need to analyze your competition in order to identify gaps in your content strategy and find new opportunities to help you rank on the search engines. Analyzing your competition gives you fresh ideas and helps you become more creative. And it also makes sure that your content effort uh, makes you stand out in front of, of the crowd. For example, you're running a health eating uh, blog. When you analyze your compet competitors, you see what keywords uh, they're ranking for. You see what gaps that they have not filled. And from that information, you're able to create content that answers and, uh, your competitors, uh, your audience's needs, and you're able to cover the uh, topic in full. You'll not leave any gaps for your audience to, to try and figure out or to go search for more information. So is that, when you, is that how you start off? Is that where you start off by actually deciding on what content to publish first? Is it a case of analysing your competition, seeing what they're not ranking for and targeting the keyword phrases that they're not ranking for? Yes. Whatever I do, mostly I use tools. You, like Hrefs, uh, uh, SEMrush, you go find what uh, your competitors are ranking for. Uh, these tools will give you information there. Uh, the keywords they're ranking for, the keywords they've not covered. You know, from that information, you're able to see the gap. And then uh, from the gaps, you create content that revolves around the gap. And number four, you write for humans, not Google. So how do you do that? Well, it's important uh, for you to write content uh, for search engines. But it's very equally important to write content that, uh, that talks to your audience. You need to focus on uh, content that resonates, engages, and provides value to your audience. So how do you do that? You need to write content uh, that has compelling headlines that grabs attention of your target audience. You need to know exactly who you're writing for. You need to understand their needs, their interests, their pain points. And this will help you tailor your content to meet the expectation and provide solutions. You need to write uh, also in a straightforward manner, avoid using jargons, avoiding using 
very long sentences. Uh, when you present that piece of content to a maybe 10-year-old, they'll be able to read it and understand it without uh, more explanation. You need to provide information that, that educates, that solves problems. Also, you need to incorporate images, infographics to break up the text. Also, you need to be authentic. You need to show your personality through your writing. This will help you build trust and a stronger connection with your audience. Lastly, you need to uh, write content that is readable. Use bullet points, subheadings, and make your content scannable. Bringing us up to number five, which is don't forget about content refreshing. So how do you go about refreshing your content and how often do you do it? Content refreshing is actually updating or editing your existing content to help its uh, performance on the subs. When you refresh uh, your content, you check for metrics like traffic plateaus or traffic declines. You check for when uh, a ranking uh, drop on, uh, on the subs. You check on uh, decline in conversions. You, you also want to uh, do content refresh when there's a major shift in, the, in, in your industry. So uh, the, you need to check uh, for metrics like organic traffic. You need to check for uh, click-through rates, conversions. The best tools to use are Google Analytics and Google Search Console. Google Analytics will help you see the user behavior. You, uh, you'll be able to see uh, conversions. You'll be able to see audience insight. And uh, from Google Search Console, you'll be able to see keyword performance. You'll be able to analyze how the Keywords are getting clicks, impressions, the clicks through rates. And from that data, let's say, for example, you see a keyword that has a very high number of impressions, but the click rate through is very small. You need to find out what is that piece of content that is targeting that particular keyword missing. And from there, you can be able to refresh that piece of content and satisfy its intent. I feel like I could dive into this topic or um, many topics that you've shared and probably spend a whole episode on that. But perhaps another one in the future, because we're moving on to number six, which is the SEO content job doesn't end with publishing. Yes. You know, most of the time, most people think that when they write their piece of content, publish it, it's the end of the road. But the road doesn't end there. You need to track how it's performing. See what, how your keywords that you targeted are, are targeting are performing. You need to share your content across different uh, mediums, like on social media. You need to repurpose your, your piece of content. Maybe you did this blog post that is uh, 2,000 words. You can break it into, let, let's say, like 10 pieces of uh, social media uh, uh, content and then share it out there. And then you need to uh, do content audits, see how your content is performing, know where to improve, where to change. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's finish off with... The Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results from modest levels of effort? Yeah, SEO is changing and it's changing fast. So you need to uh, continuously educate yourself. And as much as you're educating yourself, you need to practice what you've learned so that you can continue growing. Practice what you planned. And how often should you plan? You need to review your content uh, on a monthly basis to see how it's performing so that you can know what to change 
want to to update and you also uh, this will help you update on the statistics quotes uh, so that you provide information that is relevant to your audience I've been your host David Bain. You can find many Mururi over at wittycontentwriters.com. Many thanks so much for being on the Insert SEO podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Similar Web platform over at similarweb.com. Hey.